This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Pew, pew. pew. It is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Hello Trainer. Hello there, Cubs. Hello. Okay, so, yep, mm-hmm. The Herp trial wrapped up, like, forever ago, but we are still talking about it on like the Colleen and Bradley week, Show. week before? Boy, oh my God. I don't know. Well, it was time. but a week what ago. It Was it last... Wait, a week ago, meaning a week ago Friday, right? Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh my gosh, literally... Almost exactly a week ago. Well, listen, uh, we're still talking about it, and we're all why? I, Julia, that is the million dollar question. But today, I can tell you why we're talking about it. So, uh, you may be hearing about some uh, ancillary characters in the trial. Uh, specifically, the one that we're talking about today is the stenographer. The stenographer is the person who sits at that little button machine and makes words out of like six buttons and literally writes out everything that is being said in the room. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my my first uh, my first moment with the stenographer happened about. Mm, Two days ago, when I saw this post by somebody on Instagram that I follow called House in Habit, and um, she, I started following her during the uh, Britney Spears Mm. conservatorship situation. She's somebody with uh, her. Her real name is uh, Jessica Reed Krause. Um, she's uh, she writes. She is a, kind of a legal. She has a legal interest, um, and she happens to. She I think she was actually present at the trial. Oh, okay. Which trial? The uh, Herp trial. Oh, the okay. Johnny yeah, yeah, Depp yeah. Amber Heard yeah. trial, and she took a video of a moment where the stenographer walking through a room embraced Johnny Depp and he said thank you it's like this like moment of gratitude she's smiling the whole thing's over oh, wow. she's high-fiving and this thing got some serious attention I'm assuming because people think like somehow she was being impartial or something other than you know clickety clacking on her uh, steno machine right like her job is to just record the words that are being said whether or not she has an opinion matters not, yeah. right? Because yeah, like, yeah. her she's opinion doesn't... Unless yeah. you think she's like, you know, changing the words. Uh, which, which I doubt. I doubt, right? Because, <laughs> you know, I think they take she takes her job seriously and yeah. she's there to, to, to keep track of what is being said in the courtroom. So anyway, this, this video uh, that was posted on this Instagram, you know, it got a ton of pushback. Sure. Such that... Uh, 
the woman who took the video in the first place, this house and habit, was like, I cannot believe that this video has become a point of contention. And it tells us, are you ready for it? Exactly how desperate those who are backing the herd camp are to undermine this ruling in any way possible. So she says that this video of the stenographer hugging Johnny Depp has become this like sort of next level point of contention for Team Amber Heard to try to unravel the case. Yeah, because they're going to throw any spaghetti at the wall right now to see what sticks because she's got a $10 million, well, it's really really eight something million dollar judgment against her and doesn't probably have the funds to pay it. So you imagine they're going to throw whatever they can to try to uh, disassemble that verdict. Exactly. Um, now, whether or not you believe that, I tend to not subscribe to that. I mean, I do I think it's a little bit strange to see a video of the stenographer hugging the people who were involved in the trial? Maybe. But I also understand it's Johnny Depp, right? Like, how often do you, in a job being a stenographer, get to encounter Johnny Depp? Well, and I also think, like, you're around these people 24-7. She very well may have given Amber Heard a big you know, hug that we haven't seen. Well, and that's actually what she ended up saying in an interview was essentially Amber Heard wasn't there. I would have hugged her too. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, we only have this video. Now, I just mentioned she did an interview, Bradley, and yeah. I know that you actually paid some attention to the interview she did. Uh, and it wasn't just the hug she was talking about. She was talking about so many other things. No, in fact, I just saw a clip of the interview that she did yesterday. Was Monday? Yep. Yesterday on the Law and Crime Network. And they were one of the people that were. Um, that were broadcasting, they were live streaming this trial and they did a clip. They, uh, or they posted a clip on Twitter that I then saw in the report of the report of a sec, a section wherein she talks about the jurors. And I think a lot of people have curiosity about the jurors. And there are two things that she said about the jury that I thought was interesting and would be uh, appropriate to chat about. So I want to just play for you. Now, it's about a minute, so um, we can play the whole thing. But let's let's have a listen to this is Judy Bellinger, the court stenographer for the Depp versus her defamation trial. And she talks about the six week courtroom marathon that the jurors had to go through. I remember. The jury was very intent. They were listening very intently. And unfortunately, when the jury was chosen, we knew that there were going to be some that would not see it all the way through. There were alternates. We knew who the alternates were from the start because they just picked the names randomly. But I could not remember the numbers. And there was, unfortunately, the one alternate that was on there. She was probably the one that listened the most. I watched her facial expression. She was very deeply into every word that was being said. And I thought she would have made a great juror. And she did not get to see it to the end. She just took her hand and I was like, oh, man, she was going to be the best juror. I really thought she was the best juror. Interesting, and it was because she was paying. So she close. was paying close attention. I, you know, there were futures that were dozing off. Really, she never, never dozed off. Were the jurors who were dozing off? Were they in the back row, front row, both? Both, both. And it was it was tough because there was a lot of video deposition, and 
Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's Judy. Just... Those are the two things that I wanted you guys oh. to hear. That's Judy uh, Bellinger, again, the court stenographer in the trial, the one that Colleen um, kicked off the segment telling us about. She, you know, she obviously is sort of like a part of the trial, but like petty corner time like she got to see things and be a part of things that you know i'm sure we're exciting for anybody who is normally just going clickety clack so and so versus so and so right the first thing though that stuck out to me was the poor juror who ended up being an alternate and i hate that system and i i think that's pretty much a standard like they're gonna pick some alternates depending on the size and the purpose of the jury and you won't know who's gonna be an alternate or if you do you don't know if you're going to be needed. So you're just sitting there for six weeks, paying attention, learning and absorbing and whatever you need to do to like be in it to win it. And at the moment, they're like, okay, jury, except for you. Oh, my god! And I just thought, how sad and tragic would you feel if you had sat through that whole thing and didn't get a chance to weigh in? Okay, but is she not the one you want to hear from the most right now? Yes. Because she's the one that didn't get to sit in that room and give her very valuable, very, very apparently quite informed opinion. Yeah. Uh, And now I want to interview her. Somebody get her on the horn. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I were her, I'd be, like, publishing my own response. Like, here's my decision in this case. It it holds no weight of law, but uh, I'm going to publish this nonetheless because I, unlike those bitches in the front and back row... That was the other thing I wanted oh, to talk about quickly uh, that Judy Bellinger. But, OK, I do think we need to cut that jury a little bit of slack because six weeks of sitting in a seat and staring straight ahead. Oh. And actually, <laughs> if I remember correctly, and again, it depends on the kind of jury and it depends on the jurisdiction. But I, I think it's pretty standard to not allow jurors to take notes Um because you don't want like there's a reason for it and I don't remember what it is but I think so I don't know if they were taking tons of notes but imagine if you're just sitting there right you Mm -hmm. most certainly don't have your phone or any other distraction Mm -hmm. and imagine just sitting there for like eight hours a day or whatever you know whatever the amount is probably six weeks or six hours or something like that each day and just like trying to like absorb everything and pay attention and not fall asleep I having been in you know a, a college classroom Oh, gosh. Um, can tell you that, you know, lecture time, you're like. Yes. Especially <laughs> well, if it's after lunch. That, oh. that amount of focused listening is exhausting. Oh, yeah. Your and, brain hurts. And we only, you know, if you were in class, you only have to do it for one hour, two hours at a time. Yes. But to do that six out like for six weeks however many hours they were in session you know the the lawyers get to get up and move around they get to switch spots other people get to talk whatever they just have to absorb everything yeah and like again i don't know if they got to take notes or not because that might sort of distract you somewhat but i just thought i just also just love this judy bellinger who's like yeah what do you want to know there are people sleeping mm-hmm. you know <laughs> Also, like the idea that you know she's just sitting there clickety clacking on her little uh, machine. Was she? Uh, to be fair, I didn't watch a lot of the like. Like I, I didn't see Judy. I'm going to put it that way. So my yeah, question I didn't is, either. if she was like the kind, because you've seen the like courtroom stenographers who talk into the little like tube. Uh huh. Or if she's clickety clacking. So okay, I do. I do remember. I might be making this up. I don't think I am. I do remember happening to watch one p- portion of the trial where they had to go back to something that was said, and I do. I 
again, could be making this up. I could be mixing up memories, oh, but I do works. remember that ticker tape, like kind of coming up. You know how the thing like oh, spits sure. out that so, tape, yeah. so that's mm-hmm. the and then school. they pull it up, and then they go, "Uh, it said this at so this she time." She was clickety clacking because I, I know think... sometimes I've seen the the trial where they strap on that like feed bag thing, and you know, <laughs> so no one else can hear them talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, but but either way, I mean, you know, the fact that she gets to just look around the room. And she gets to take all of that. And I think the stenographer's job in that particular trial, not in all trials, was probably the most interesting job in the room. Oh, sure. I mean, tell me more. Well, just because, you know, she has she's got the nuts and bolts of what is being said. So she's just data in, data out. But her eyeballs can take in everything else that's happening around her. So she's seeing on two levels. Right. So she's got the actual words that are being spoken, but she can also be reading the body language around the room. And she has to be so hyper focused on what's happening that it's not it's not like the lawyers who can put something down, have a side conversation whatever mm-hmm. she's yeah. like wa- she's like watching the movie mm-hmm. of the room yeah i wonder I, I i have a lot of questions for judy basically because now i want to know if she's able to like disembody herself while she's clickety clack and mm-hmm. like i can type and look around um if i need to you know but i wonder like can she do that or just because you know she's also got to use her brain to like what did i hear right Right. Also, I just i think about this all the time with people whose job it is to transcribe what they're hearing mm-hmm. What if you what if you miss something or what if you hear the word wrong or what? I mean, that changes so much. How do you not get like Yeah, if you're transcribing live like that, like if it's from tape, it's, you know, then you can go back. Right. She she doesn't have the benefit of like, excuse me, what you say? Johnny Depp, can you say that again? I will say I've been in a courtroom before where um, I ended up not getting selected for jury duty, but um, they would tell the witness to speak up. Um, they were potential jurors and they would tell them to speak up so that the court reporter could hear them. So I do know they're like aware of that. Like the court reporter would be like, hi, I can't hear. Uh, I will say I was just trying to find a picture of her in the court doing what she was doing. And what did come up is a picture from in the courtroom during a break of what's her name again? Judy Judy Bellinger. Bellinger chatting in a break with Johnny Depp, mm. smiling at him. He's like oh, leaning in toward her. Uh, the machine she has, it actually just looks like a regular computer. She's oh, okay. just sitting at a little cubicle. Yeah. She looks happy as can be. Yeah. Just typing away. It's a away. unique job. It really is. Uh, and it is kind of fun to hear from her. And now I would like to hear from that alternate juror who didn't get yes. to... The juror, I will. I can tell you that the jurors will be uh, their names will be withheld for a year, so they won't be made public unless they, you know, presumably come forward and share their names. But I do know that I read that yesterday that the their names will be sealed for a year. Okay, so that you know you don't have the media squawking at them. Well, I would just like to say openly if that uh, alternate juror would like to call our show. Yes, Queen. Oh, I'm yeah. sure she's listening. We'll talk her, to her. her. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and 
What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I mean, it could be a he, I guess. Or no, she no, said she. she. said yeah. she. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, the alternate juror from... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Holly Roberts is going to bring us all the dirt straight from Hollywood with a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Holly Roberts is here with all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. What's up, Paul? Ooh, Brad Pitt is accusing Angelina Jolie of seeking to inflict harm on him over their vineyard. Yes. Mm-hmm. Over the, their what? Vineyard. Oh, I thought you said veneer. I was like, what kind of veneer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's really vineyard. angry about his taste. Their wino business. Yeah. Their wino business. Now, Brad P- Pitt is claiming that Angelina Jolie deliberately sought to inflict harm on him by selling her share of their wine company to a rival investor. Now, the first report of this came from the Daily Mail. The Guardian is running with it, so I feel like there's an air of legitimacy to all of this. That Pitt has filed legal papers with the Los Angeles County Superior Court as part of a legal dispute between the pair over Chateau, Chateau Miraval, which is located in France, which they acquired in 2008. Well, now, remember, like, she just sold part of it to somebody out from under him and didn't tell him. And well, not just somebody or anybody. It was literally this... Wasn't it like a Russian oligarch? oligarch? Yeah. Well, it's the person who controls the Stoli Group. Yeah. Yeah, a big liquor conglomerate. Mm. Uh, Angelina Jolie. I don't even know her. <laughs> Angelina Jolie was cleared to sell her share last year for $164 million uh, before their wider financial settlement was finalized. However, Brad Pitt started legal action to try to retain a majority share in the company that owns the estate. Now, Brad Pitt is saying that Angelina Jolie is selling her share um, uh, and is bent on taking control of Miraval, this company. So it kind of there's companies that own companies that own companies. So and, basically yeah. what you're telling me is these two have not dealt with their issues yet. And how long have they been divorced mm. or attempting to be divorced or separated or legally entangled with one another? Well, geez, you guys were the ones who had the worldwide scoop on all of that. I what? don't even remember that. That's how long it's been. <laughs> I mean, truly, it's that was like, what, 2016, 17? About. Oh my gosh. And they didn't remember that was the the never ending divorce. Yeah. Like it went on it's forever. Still not done. Right. Because oh. they don't they've still got custody issues, right? Aren't we still arguing? We are actively in court on custody. Aren't I think we? you're right. I feel like they're actually legally divorced, but they're still fine tuning the custody arrangements. Is that right? Oh, listen, I can't keep, I don't, they, I don't get paid enough to keep track of that. Right. You need a flow. Uh, you need a, a, a diagram. Yes. You need some serious, uh, it's too support much. staff to mm-hmm. stay on that. And they need to figure their stuff out because I don't have the time or the energy. I mean, yeah. I do because we're here every day from noon to three. So keep telling us stories, please. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, just to kind of clear up the uh, nesting doll situation of what Brad Pitt is accusing Angelina Jolie of, uh, she, she, he is accusing her of selling her 
share to Tenute del Mondo, which is a winemaking company that in, is indirectly owned and controlled by Yuli Scheffler, the Russian billionaire who controls the Stoli Group, which is bent on taking control of Miraval. So uh. essentially, Brad Pitt is like, I don't want the Stoli Group to have a controlling stake in my wine business. Okay, by the way, it was uh, September 2016 that she filed for divorce. There it is. Um, the actress filed papers uh, September 19th, 2016, and the hits just keep coming. There's literally somebody has gone through and like dated all of this, and it just keeps going on oh. and on and on and on and on and on. And so on and so forth. Let's talk about uh. Harry Styles. Let's. Harry Styles is making himself a little movie career. He was in Dunkirk. He is appearing in the uh, movie about a policeman where we get some nudity. And he's in Don't Worry Darlings, which is directed by his girlfriend, Olivia Wilde. Mm -hmm. Well, he was a top contender to play Elvis in Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. And Baz Luhrmann is saying... Why he did not select Harry Styles for the title role? Yeah, that seemed. I, I remember hearing that he had tried out. I am yes. curious. What is indeed the reason he did not make it? Baz Luhrmann says that Harry is already an icon. That's true. I mean, he's not wrong, and I do think that there, there a choice can be made to have an icon play an icon. That would make sense. Yes, but but it definitely is a deliberate choice to yeah. to choose a relative unknown mm-hmm. to play the icon. Yeah. Yes. Now, Boz Lorman said that Harry Styles was desperate to play Elvis, but he was already iconic, and he said, "I have nothing but great things to say about Harry Styles." Well, thanks. Well, that's yeah, a lovely. That's yeah, lovely. that's a lovely thing to say. Yeah. Uh, Holly Roberts, thank you for that lovely thank dirt you. alert. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, Holly has selected some pop culture mysteries for us to solve in the form of blind items from from our friend Enti Lawyer over at CrazyDaysAndNights.net. Holly will deliver those blind items to us. We will attempt to solve them after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. We've got some pop culture mysteries to solve right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Well, hello there. Well, hello. And uh, Holly Roberts has uh, gotten these blind items from our friend NT Lawyer at crazydaysandnights.net, and she gives them to us. We try to solve them in a segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Woo! Celebrity gossip mysteries coming at you. Like this one. Let's do it. Hot and fresh. In a recent interview, this former one-fifth came as close as she ever has to acknowledging that she suffers from stage fright. Along with bad management, it has really held her back. Former one-fifth. one-fifth. Mm-hmm. Was she a, a pussycat doll? Oh, Spice Girl. Oh, sorry. Which one? Neither? Neither. Okay. No. Uh, was she in a band with men and women? Okay. Was she in a lady band? A lady band, yes. Oh, sorry. Oh, hey. Okay, you somebody's fingers bing, stuck over there. Bing's, bing dings and Your dozens. Bing dings? <laughs> Your bing dings and dozens? Yep. What about your dong? my new sitcom. How's the dong over there? Bing dings and dozens. Dong Uh, works. Okay, 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 okay. It's a girl band. Yes. 
It's uh, it's a girl band called, and it's not Pussycat Dolls. What's that other not, one that we always mix up? The Pussycat Fifth Dolls. Harmony. There you yeah. go. Yeah. one fifth. Yes. Gave now, you the boy. We are Nicole Scherzinger. That wasn't no. She wasn't the Pussycat Dolls. Uh, I always see? get them mixed up. I know. Uh, yeah. Challenging. Yes. Uh, now there's a reason why you're not coming up with this person's name. It's because NT Lawyer is alluding to the fact that their career has been fumbled by bad bad management and stage fright. Oh. Yeah. So we don't know who this is. Well, you might. I don't. They've had some hits on the radio. Jessica Fletcher. Oh. <laughs> Murder She Wrote Mm-mm. to the beat of the song. Uh, that would be a good name for a pop song, though. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to give it to yeah, you. Give it to us. Uh, there's no way. Normani? Oh, Normani. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. you know the, the name. The kids love Normani. Yeah, the kids love Normani, but the problem is, is that Normani suffers from stage fright and along with bad management... It has really held her back. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah she sounds is, about right. Stage fright would really not be, uh, that would not be a good career uh, quality. for Especially for somebody who yeah, has to be needs stage. to be on stage. Yeah, for a pop star, it might be problematic. Yeah. You'll have to work through that one. Okay! Okay! Another celebrity gossip mystery. Here you go. This A-list reality star with a very lucrative side hustle wants to have the same reduction procedure her sister did. But the reality star's cheating boyfriend insists she keep it, so she will. She does whatever he says. Kylie? I was going to say it's got to be a Kardashian. Yep. Mm -hmm. Because Kim just had her butt reduced. Allegedly, supposedly. Booty Mm -hmm. corrected, as Fair Abraham would call it. Yes. Which I'm, well, no, I won't be talking about her butt right now. Thank you. No, because we have a whole segment for her butt. What? Mm-hmm. Somebody else and her butt. What? Um, <laughs> said what? 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 Um, um, anyway. Let's fill in the blank on this. So Kylie Jenner wants to have the same reduction procedure that Kim Kardashian did. But Kylie Jenner's cheating boyfriend, Travis Scott, insists that she keep it so she will. And apparently Kylie is very uh, interested in whatever Travis Scott has to say, and she'll do it. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Different strokes for different folks. Apparently. If your man likes your booty. It's up to you. It's up to you, D. (laughs) Wise. Here's another celebrity gossip mystery. After a really messy fight over someone they both wanted, it looks like the permanent A-list actor and his best friend have finally made up. Now they can get back to those swinger parties. Ew. Mm. Actors, buddies... Are the uh, are both them uh, both them both are both them, them people's actors? Uh, just one of them. Oh, so the buddy. Do we know the buddy? We know the buddy. Oh, it's not like a Bill Gates or something. No. Ew. <laughs> well, I mean, oh we've God. heard some stories. That's true. Uh, yes, That's we have heard some stories. Now, over in Blind Item Land, <sighs> these two are friends and. Oh. They have lots of recreational activities together. Oh, and apparently um, there was a person that is also famous that got in between the two of them. Oh. 
Now I'm confused. Do you know this story, Bradley? You sound no. very no, much... No, I thought like we were going were... to like Matthew Morris and Brian Singer oh, parties. Uh, no, there's nothing, uh, I think, particularly predatory or nefarious about their... About the swinging? I, yeah, about the swinging. If I feel like it's all they consensual. They all they, get together and yeah, do stuff. Oh, do. oh, swingers. Then who's a swinger? Swinger, swinger, swinger. Who's not predatory? Because a lot of these blind yeah. items... You know, because we have like Army Hammer. I know it's not him, yeah. but he was very swingy. But also predatory. Yeah. No, there's nothing. Uh, you know, I don't think there's anything particularly predatory. Would we be about surprised this. at the swingy? No. Anti Lawyer has said in the past that the best friend and his celebrity wife were very, mm, very interested in the person that came between these best friends. Oh, and there's photographic so evidence. Familiar. Of the celebrity. Yeah, it sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. But none of this was ever talked about in the press or uh, in anything. But it was like, huh, why is this person hanging out with these two people, with okay, this yeah, couple? Oh, Styles. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's her name? And What's her name? What's her name? Oh, my gosh. Harry Styles. It's not Michelle Rodriguez. <sighs> but who uh, is it? It is someone else. Mm-hmm. This person, that person, that celebrity is married to the best friend of the permanent A-list oh, actor. Yes. Oh wait, wait, wait. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, I know it hurts, right? Because I know it's Harry Styles. Because it was like a couple, and we were like, "Ew, they haven't. They're having three ways with Harry Styles." And like Julia Roberts, it's not. It's no. not. No. It's not. It's but it's not. I almost wanted to say like, uh, but an it's equally not Tom Hanks, right? no, but an equally no. famous name from the nineties. Yes, Colleen, you're on I the right know. track. Uh, it's not. Ugh. Uh, ah! Wait, we're gonna get this, you yeah, guys. We're, no, gonna we're gonna get do this. It. Okay, it's so, so narrow it down. Is the male? It's not like a Goldie Hawn. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Mm. No, it's not. <sighs> this is so obnoxiously irritating. Um, the female in that relationship, the partner of the best friend, is known for being very beautiful. Mm. Cindy Crawford? Yes. yes. Oh, you got okay. there. Okay. You got there. Yes. We did it. And what's her man? Randy Newman. Yes. Randy McMandy. Randy his name? in the pants. Gerber. Gerber. Yes, because yes. Kaya Gerber. We got there. We got yeah. there. But who's the be- who's the permanent A-list actor? Oh, my God. Wait, there's someone else? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, a really, after a really messy fight over someone they both wanted, it looks like the permanent A-list actor and his best friend have finally made up. Wait, so the, the, so the best friend is um, Randy Gerber? Yes. Oh, Kurt Russell. No, we said that. Um, said Kurt Russell. <laughs> wait, so wait, this person's Randy Gerber's bestie? Yes. Who's Th- Randy Gerber's bestie? Think about it. An actor. Yeah. Business partners. Uh, that would be actor Clooney. It's George Clooney. Yes, we got it. Oh, because of Casamigos. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. We should be better. Yeah, well, we got there. 
Yeah. So oh, man, fill in those blanks. So after, the poor audience is like, I showed up five minutes ago and I have no idea yeah, who you people exactly. are talking about. <laughs> well, we will inform you now. After a really messy fight over someone they both wanted, allegedly, supposedly Harry Styles, it looks like George Clooney and his best friend Randy Gerber have finally made up. Now they can get back to those swinger parties. Oh my gosh! Wait, so you're saying Randy Gerber and George Clooney wanted to swing with Harry, Harry Styles? Styles? So says NT Lawyer. <sighs> so says the busy. gossip. Now that sounds God, busy. I have so many questions. That sounds- None of them are appropriate for midday radio. Yeah. It d- does does. Does Cindy Crawford get in there? Well, that's at what all? I mean. Is it like a like I like to party? See, <laughs> <laughs> does Randy want to see you? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Or does I he want to be a part of it? Listen, I just think... Does Rand- he want to eat popcorn? What or I'm does he learning wanna- is that Randy is appropriately named. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, at the very least, there are photographs of Harry Styles hanging out with Randy Gerber and Cindy Crawford from a number of years ago. I do ago. remember, I think the last bland... Uh, bland? Bland. Bl- non-bland <laughs> a blind item we read about this. It was implying that Harry Styles was having uh, fun with those two. Yeah. Yes. They would go biking together. Yeah. Bike riding. That's not a euphemism. And this was back in 2016 where there were photographs. Harry Styles, Randy Gerber's fueling my birthday party with tequila. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. But was Clooney a regular visitor in that experience? See, now that is a mystery. I want this movie. This well, is the movie only I if watch. the movie includes the person who uh, mysteriously uh, disappeared or was disappeared on yes. the island, or uh, where was that? The, the Italy, cliffs, the cliffs, like fell off a cliff. Yeah, I also want to know more about that that uh, motorcycle accident Clooney got into. Remember that one where yeah. he flew like fifty feet in the air? Okay, that was an exaggeration, but it was serious. It was a serious accident, and he's like, fine. Okay. This is a lot, you guys. This it is, is, a, lot. Yeah, it well, is a lot. you know what, you guys? Let's put it down and pick it up another day. All right. Because when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we uh, have all the answers to our burning questions about who Farrah Abraham was playing tonsil oh, hockey with yes. yesterday. Hint, it is not George Clooney, Randy Gerber, or Harry Styles. That's good. But we'll tell you who it was that Farrah Abraham is trying to have a publationship with when we come back after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. 
And Bradley, I know yes, that Tony. yesterday mm. when I told you that Farrah Abraham was seen out and about playing tonsil hockey with a complete mystery man, mm-hmm. you have been desperate to know. Oh, I mean, I for the past twenty four hours. I'm so sorry. The furious Googling I've been doing trying to figure out who this uh, mysterious man is. Well, okay, I can't even lie. Well, I know. I don't know. The wait, but is I over. do care. I do actually care. Okay, well, good because I'm gonna. Because I love fair, a good fair Abraham story. Right. So his name has been revealed as Mac Lovat. Mac Lovat. Yes. Okay. What's great. a Mac? Oh, thanks. Great. great. Okay. Right. And there... that energy is the kind of energy I came to this story with. And I'm here to tell you, uh, this story has been orchestrated to drop all at once on multiple different websites, gossip sites. Because if you go to Google and you Google his name, yeah, you will see in the news section that within the last, I'm going to say, one to five hours. Okay. Every major tabloid and others. So what you're saying is they sent out a press release. Oh, a thousand percent. And they all are very similar. So here's how the story goes as they're wanting us to believe. This isn't just some new guy that she just met, you guys. Oh. No, they've been... some old guy? They've been friends for two years. Oh, wow. Wow. So they go way back. Two years. Um, And he's in a band called Minus Gravity. Mm, I love that. And they're assigned to Capitol Records, so they're a big deal. But Farah has known him (laughs) for two years since he slid into her... DMs on Instagram. Sound familiar? Uh, They had a COVID date in a park. They went to a basketball game together, and then they've stayed in touch ever since. But they were total friend-zoned until now. Okay. Right. And he accompanied her and her daughter, Sophia, to Hawaii to celebrate her birthday. And now... They're doing it. Okay, so one of two things. Either they've been doing it this whole time and they're just now telling us about this, or he was like, hey, you know, like, I know things didn't work out, but, like, I would really like my career to uh, get some attention right now because, by the way, I'm a guitarist and I'm in a band. And, um, you know, if we were hanging out or, you know, Farrah's like, I need something to, like, throw at the media. Hey, you want to, like, in public? Yeah. Okay, because that's what she did, and you told us about it yesterday. This is so obvious. There's nothing organic or natural about these two. No, no. but I will tell you this. He's doing it wrong. Um, And what I mean is, his Instagram is set to private. That's not how you publicationship. Yeah, so, I, I mean, that would lead me to believe, I think, that this is more about her motivation mm-hmm. than his. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because she is, you know, the media maven who really understands how the sausage right. is made. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. loves the sausage being made. Spicy. I don't I don't know if she likes it being made or just in general. She's right. just a big I'm sausage fan. That. You think Spare well, Abraham is a sausage loss. fanatic? I think she is. Join the club. Uh, she certainly likes the buns. She that's, the what? That's true. Uh, speaking the of buns. Bo- booty corrections. That's nasty. 
she was gallivanting all over Hawaii for her 31st birthday recently. With him? And apparently he was there. But we didn't see him. But we never saw him. Yeah, what do you think? I think this just sounds like she's she needs attention. Because, again, oh, yeah. I'm looking at the photos of her where she, she can't kiss normal for nothing. Like, there is nothing normal uh-uh. about her. Like, he looks normal, right? Like, in the f- way that yes. he's turning his head or, like... But she's like, she's porn kissing. Him. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You kind of get the impression like porny. Keep it down. Is like that's like her move, like porny. I don't, not in a pejorative way. No. I'm just saying like it's as if we just walked onto the set of like a really overt, like classic vintage 70s adult porn. film, right? Yes. Where the person's like, hey. What are you up to? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no like, take me to dinner. No. Let's yeah. uh, l- lower the candlelight. No, no. She she goes from zero to porn <laughs> and there's nothing in between. And that's why, remember yesterday when I made you watch the Instagram uh, that, sh- that it was like part of her story. It had disappeared already. Yeah. Um, but somebody had captured it where she was taking an actual selfie video of her making out with this guy. First of all, you can't see the guy. All you see is the back of his head. And her face is full on absolute porn makeup. She's eating his face. She's definitely. Well, because at one point somebody's like, why are you biting his glasses? Like she goes in for the kill and she hits his glasses because she wasn't preparing or she didn't see that they were there. She didn't have her angle. So it looked like she was (laughs) chewing on his glasses. And again, like no, no shame. Well, like that could be somebody's kink. We don't know. Yeah. Again, no shame. And I like. I think you know, porn is great. <laughs> like, some of my best friends. Some of my are best porn. friends are porn, <laughs> or have been. I don't know. But you know, the point is like no judgment. It's just like we see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think you pointed this out yesterday that she she's sort of like. She's just a more obvious version of what all celebrities oh, do. That's the problem is that she's trying to do what everybody else does, but everybody else does it in this. She just does it so clumsily. It's like wink, wink, not which. So I, I don't know, like in a weird way, and maybe this is why we're obsessed with her. Like we kind of embr- like are. I'll just speak for myself. It's kind of refreshing that she's not like trying to lie to. I mean, it's. It's clear what she's doing right. is all I'm saying. Yeah. Right. And there's something refreshing about that. Yeah, but there's nothing refreshing about her face eating. <laughs> when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, hey, what's your gas hack? Like, how are you getting that gas? Because it's real expensive right now. 651-641-1071. What's your gas hack? How are you getting that cheap gas? Give us a call. We'll talk. Bradley needs that. Well, actually, we all need your tips. Let's be real. Uh, Give us a call. We'll talk after this.